the Holy Trinity Upper School Podcast. The following homilies were recorded live in front of our student body at Holy Trinity Episcopal Academy located in Melbourne, Florida. Our chapels exist to proclaim the amazing grace of God in Jesus Christ, and it's our hope that these homilies will provide you with a measure of encouragement and comfort. Thanks for listening. I, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless, and I will make my covenant between me and you, and will make you exceedingly numerous. And then Abram fell on his face, and God said to, said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You shall be the ancestor of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be, name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you the ancestor of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. And I will give to you and to your offspring after you the land where you are now an alien, all the land of Canaan for perpetual holding, and I will be their God. And God said to Abram, as for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your offspring after you throughout their generations. This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your offspring after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised. You shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskins. It shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Some of you woke up at a certain part of that. Um, But uh, so let's talk briefly. We are continuing on in our uh, trek through the story of the Bible. And we get to this part in the story of Abraham. So this is the third time... um, that God uh, shows up and, and does something important with Abraham. So the first time, Abraham has no idea who God is. He's just a guy in Ur, which is a happening place back then. Um, and uh, he, God shows up to him and says, I am your, great, I am your shield and I am your great reward. You know, I am uh, I'm going to be your God. Abraham, go forth from, from this country and go to the land that I will show you. And Abraham goes. And then in Genesis 15, which we talked about Wednesday, uh, Abraham, God comes to Abraham and makes a covenant with him and says, uh, says I'm, I'm coming into agreement with you. And he kind of he cuts these animals in half and God walks through them as, as symbolic of, I will keep this covenant. That this covenant is a um, unilateral, it's a one-way covenant between me and you. That I am making promises to you and I uh, am and guaranteeing, I am the guarantor of those promises. Well, in Genesis 17, uh, God comes to Abraham one more time and makes a covenant, and this is all kind of making the same covenant in kind of different stages. Uh, but in this time, he comes to him and he says uh, that I'm going to make a great nation through you and that I'm going to give you an heir and that through this heir, he says a great multitude of nations will, will come through you. And he even says that kings will come through you. So again, God is continuing on a promise that we've seen from the very beginning of Genesis that, that um, God has promised that despite how everything has gone wrong, he, there will come a line um, there will, that through that line will come someone who will set everything right. Uh, and with Abraham, he makes this special covenant, uh, this special promise. Um, and in this passage, it's kind of clear, or it, he says it a couple times, where he says, uh, Abraham, I will be your God and you will be my people. In other words, what he's saying is he's almost, um, there's, there's a lot of symbol, symbolism here. Uh, a lot of this language is adoptive 
language from back in the day. This is how adoptions would have sounded. And so in, in some ways, Abraham is adopting, or God is adopting Abraham as his, as his uh, son, right? He's adopting Abraham as, as his heir. Uh, and in this case, he gives Abraham a sign. So he's given Abraham the covenant, but now he gives Abraham a sign of the covenant, which is circumcision. Now, what on earth um, could that have anything to do with our lives today? Well, in the New Testament, um, circumcision, in, in Colossians 2, uh, my boy Paul, oh, anyways, um, uh, says this, In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. So what Paul connects in the New Testament is that, the, that just as God has given a sign of the covenant in the Old Testament, now uh, in Christ the new sign of the covenant is no longer circumcision, which would only be given to the males. Uh, now the new sign of the covenant is baptism. Uh, and so what does that mean? Well, in the same way for Abraham, so you got to think if you're Abraham... Abraham, what, what happens with Abraham? Abraham is given a promise, and this promise um, does not look like it will happen in, in real life. Abraham's given a promise that you will have, um, you will have ancestors uh, come from you. Abraham is 99 years old, his wife is 90 years old, and he's saying we are, we are well past having ancestors uh, come from us. Uh, and But nevertheless, he's given a promise. And God is saying, I will do this to you. Despite what it looks like, despite the fact that you're you and you're in the condition that you're in, um, I am promising that this will happen. I am promising that uh, I am making a covenant with you and your offspring. And uh, if you have to think maybe Abraham at times um, would wonder, how do I know? How do, how do I know that God has made me this promise and I wasn't just making it up? How do I know that, um, that, uh, that God, or maybe Abraham's children down the line would wonder, how do I know if, despite, you know, with the way that the world looks right now, with the way that um, things are happening to me, with, with my own uh, realization of who I actually am, how do I know that God hasn't given up on me? And so God gives Abraham a sign. Uh, he gives Abraham something objective. What I mean by objective is something outside of my own thoughts and feelings and attitude, but something that is objective, something that is actually visible, something that uh, you would actually see. This sign being something that would say, uh, when you see this sign, uh, you can know that you are part of the covenant. In other words, the sign became something in which when you felt like does God really um, still, uh, is God still with me? Does God still love me? Does God, has God given up on me? You would look and say, no, he has made a promise to me that despite how things look, he has made a promise to me and he's given me a sign of that promise. So in the same sense, and for us, um, if you're in here and you've been baptized, what that means is, is that at times in your life when you feel like, um, God uh, does not um, 
could not possibly love you anymore. At, at times when you feel like because of what's going on in your life with your parents, uh, with, with your relationships here at school, with your relationships outside of school, with your schoolwork, whatever's going on, when, when it looks like in life things are going badly and we project that back to God, which we do all the time, when we wonder, are things going bad because God hates me now? Or are things going bad because God has given up on me? Or are things going bad because God is judging me because I you know, did this and this and this? Um, what we lean on, what we rest on, is the fact that um, if you and I have been baptized, then we have been given a sign, something that is objective, something that is outside. We weren't, you know, if you, especially if you were baptized as a baby, you didn't, like, choose. You didn't, like, hey, I'd, I'd like to be baptized. Um, uh, like, when we baptized my, my kids, it wasn't, they weren't a fan of it. They screamed the whole time. Um, and, uh, but nevertheless, they've been given a promise. And they've been given a sign of that promise. And so um, it, were, it functions very similarly to um, in a marriage. This is a terrible analogy for you. But in a marriage, um, if, you ever, uh, if there are ever moments at which this marriage, the relationship becomes strained, um, which would never happen. Um, but uh, what you both rest on, what you both lean back on is that you've made promises to me. You know, my, you know w- as spouse, we've, we've made promises to each other and you can't just, just bail on the promises that you've made to me. Uh, and so long story short, what I'm trying to say is if you're in here and you've been baptized, um, that when things happen in your life and you look at them and wonder, does this affect how God views me? Um, what we know is, is that you have been given an actual sign that God has said, no matter what happens, uh, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, I will be your God and you will be mine. That I have adopted you as my own. And you might not like it, you might not even believe it, but you belong to me. And so for any of you in here who have been baptized, who wonder at times, lean on that. Rest on that. I am baptized. God has claimed me. And if any of you in here are interested in getting baptized, come talk to me. We'll make it happen. Um, but that's what I want to say. Genesis 17, God gives a sign of his promise. And that sign for you is your baptism. Amen. Hear what comfortable words our Savior Christ says unto all who truly turn to him. Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will refresh you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to the end that all that believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And here also what St. Paul says, that this is a true saying and worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Here also what St. John says, that if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Holy Trinity Upper School Podcast. Holy Trinity is a K-12 Episcopal school located in Melbourne, Florida. If you'd like more information about Holy Trinity, please visit us at our website at htacademy.org. Thanks for listening.